Welcome, welcome, welcome. It's your boy Bobby D holding it down here at the Tech Hustle. I can't believe we got into the end of season number two, wrapping up 10 episodes. I don't know about you, but I've been having this thing on replay like crazy. And remember, tell your friends about us. Tell your colleagues about us. Tell anybody interested in learning about engineering technology or the culture. Tell them about us. And to give you some more insights into the kind of conversations we conducted throughout the season, what we got next up is the best of season number two. Big shout outs to us. Yeah, we pulled it off. I can't believe it. Actually, I could believe it because I've already manifested these moments. Y'all just got to see the vision. But anyways, let me give a big shout outs to my two co-hosts. My right-hand man, D-Hustle. What up, kid? Mr. COO here at the Tech Hustle. And then we got my cousin, Raymond. Don't call him Ray Ray with his Raymond's Nuggets. Yeah, he got a few series here on season number two. Big shout-outs to you, my brother. I really appreciate you holding it down. Now, if you're new here, welcome. If you've already been here, welcome back. You already know how we do it, how we get on the mic and enjoy ourselves. And I really want y'all to take a moment to really reflect on some of the things that we dropped throughout this season. So definitely tune in. And don't forget to stay till the end because I got some big announcements. Again, thank you so much. Holla at your boy. It's Bobby D. All right, all right. Well, I think we're about to kick this thing off, players. Um, for sure, welcome, welcome, welcome to season number two of the Tech Hustle. It's official. We locked in. I got the crew with me. Austin, Texas is where this event was at. Um, it was definitely a movement out there. It's a little bit different vibe than Black Men in Tech, but I, I felt like it's for the culture for real because actually here goes a picture of Cam for Black Men in Tech. I actually ran into him at Afrotech. So uh, the CEO for Black Men in Tech was at Afrotech. Um, I guess meeting partners and stuff like that. That's so what's I up, man. Into That's cool. I'm glad they came out. Yeah, man. It was big, big ups to him and his team out there. And then another big one that I ran into is uh, uh, the organization called Color Stack. I don't know if y'all know Color about Stack. it. So it is a nonprofit and they're focused on finding communities for underrepresented college students that don't have like, you know, peers that look like them. And it's more or less finding ways to create those organizational groups at your campus but also like at a regional level and Jared is the the CEO and founder of it and big shout outs to him I had a chance to run into him over there too and big shout outs to Co- Color Stack and everything they got going on yeah big shout outs to them and this evening I'm going to be speaking to them about creating profiles or portfolios and projects on GitHub nice. Yeah, nice. so we're going to be talking about GitHub again this afternoon. Um, and the goal here is to just enlighten them on what they need to do for their profiles to be noticed by technologists like me, especially when they're in the hiring process. Right. But big shout outs to Carrot, big shout outs to Brain Black Minds. That's great. Um, and yeah, we're looking forward to doing some more collaborations with them in the near future. No doubt. Shout out to both. Yeah. Shout out to both. For sure, for sure. All right, all right. So we're going to jump right into the next um, part of our talk here, our conversation. Um, I believe we're going to have uh, a little mini, you know, co- um, current event plug that D Hustle got. So what you got, D Hustle? Tell me. I really don't got much, man, but I, I was um, in the internet and I just seen a, uh, something that caught my eye. Um, uh-huh. You guys are familiar with Sam Alton? Sam Alton, isn't it? We were talking about OpenAI last yeah, week, right? Yeah, yeah. Yo, dude, for uh. some reason, 
left. Mm. And when I think he went to Microsoft. Well, the, the, the story is, is I don't think he decided to leave. I think the board decided to kick him out. So I, no I think, yeah, the, this is just like the same thing like last week. It's like, even though you CEO, that doesn't mean you run shit. <laughs> if the board says you got to be out, they, they booted him. I, so, I don't know. So right now, so this is the thing. Like, this is what the PlayStations are getting our money from is because the PlayStation aren't able to keep up with the games the games right. are getting better and better and now you don't even need to buy a game dvd no more because they can just download it Correct. so they're basically downloading these really large games now uh -huh. on these devices that have limited um computing resources which is the cpu right. or the memory card like you said raymond so what happens is is that you buy a computer and then you can swap those up right graphics card you can graphics swap. card yeah you can, yeah. You can get a new nvidia and g4 something right? Right, right um and then a new chip and then that's how they can basically upgrade it every two to three years that's how to keep up with the uh yeah yeah makes sense and then my, my son plays with his computer um with a playstation controller so okay. it's just like he's still playing on playstation oh, right so really? okay. it's nothing really so really he doesn't different. have to plug in the playstation no no no, he, he he can use the controller, goes over Bluetooth, and he has a headphones. Oh, okay. Um, I mean, he convinced me that about a year, year two years ago. You, yeah. so. you can't play a your PS5 on a, on a, how you call it, an LCD screen slash mm -hmm. computer. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For yeah. sure. You can definitely do that. Because you wanted a screen that had an HDMI cord that's going to mm -hmm. plug right in the back of the PlayStation. Got me going crazy, going to Best Buy, looking for this crap. Wow. I was like, bro, mm. it's not going to work. How do you do that? Well, it's all all these monitors um, now have HDMI screen, HDMI ports in the back of mm -hmm. their right. of their screen of their um, monitor. So all you do is plug it in on the back of where your HDMI go. You know when you use your HDMI from your PS Five yeah. to the computer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All you have to do is now is plug in your HDMI from the PS Five all the way to the to the monitor, and you'll be able to play it. Mm. On there, you don't really don't oh, need. I, I had to get them like an adapter, yeah, yeah, yeah. Server, but, but that's almost works. like giving them that computer type right, feeling right, too, because right, he it. wants that curve mount screen, and, yeah, and all that, yeah, yeah, yeah. The cool thing about being a systems engineer is that we like to dive deeper into concepts, not just know how to do it, but really know how to do it or how it works, right? And one of the things that I ask engineers whenever I'm interviewing, especially for systems engineering roles, this is systems administration, DevOps, right. even site reliability engineering roles. There's a question that I always ask is like, hey, can you describe to me what the Linux boot process is? Oh. Now, the reason why I'm asking this question is, or showcasing this question is based on our conversation last week, we're not using like a lead code you know, prompt, write some code, but I'm actually want to hear you talk about tech. Right. This is how I know if you really down or you really understand what's going on by asking you questions like that, the Linux boot process. And we're actually going to walk through it because it looks like it's about eight steps. And this is the part of the conversation that I'm hoping that people get some nuggets on the level of engineering that we bring to the table. So give, give me a round of applause for those. Yes, that sir. Let's get at it. Let's get at it. All right. So when I ask this interview question, what is the Linux boot process? And follow us on our newsletter, another plug. I follow this other newsletter. It's called Byte Byte Go. And they are really publishing some really cool content. Right? So one of the things that a lot of uh, people run into, especially on Windows computers when they release the firewall, is like firewall enables everything, blocks everything, and only enables a few ports. So guess what happened that day at Twitter? <laughs> they enabled... 
firewall on every single server in our data center. Every single computer had a firewall enabled. <laughs> yeah, for sure, right? <laughs> so that's what brought it down. Yeah. So what happened was is that there was someone that introduced a change in our environment that said, hey, I want you to enable the firewall on every single computer. Now, how many computers was that? Let's say it's over 500,000 computers around the world. Now, imagine 500,000 computers. 500 with the firewall enabled that says, I don't talk to you and you don't talk to me. That's basically what brought down Twitter. Now, how did we fix it? How did we discover it? It is definitely a more lengthier conversation to get into the details of how we discovered it and how we repaired it, but I'm going to drop a quick little gem. So there is this thing called a configuration management. Have, have you ever heard of that before, a configuration management tool? Yeah. Yes. So there's something like Puppet, Ansible, um, Terraform is considered that. Uh, but these are tools that systems engineers, DevOps, operations engineers, cloud engineers use to orchestrate the configuration of computers. Because I mentioned something earlier, 500,000 computers. Like, how in the world can we change something on 500,000 computers in such a quick time? It's because we have a configuration management tool that basically runs on every single computer that updates configurations. And unfortunately, the configuration that was pushed out was turn on the firewall and block everything if you type in man space ls it's going to bring up a man page or a manual page of what that ls command does and then you can dive deeper to really understand what it does um, you can also type in some commands where you'll be able to say ls is the command and then space dash dash help that will help you get insights into what the command does. But more specifically, I just want to make sure you all know these resources that you have available to you on the computer. Not, hey, you got to go get on the Internet. And yeah, everybody does a quick, you know, Google search or Stack Overflow. No, no doubt about that. But hey, if you really want to show um, at least the people that are looking over your shoulder how you know how to find help on the terminal is using that man command or using the help nice. option within commands. <laughs> Well, today, ladies and gentlemen, Sony reveals a standalone MR headset with 4K LED display and unique controllers. Ooh, so Sony's getting into this VR game now? Yes, sir. Oh, my gosh. I just put that in the Discord there so everybody can see. Now, here's this thing with, the, with this. It has a 4K LED screen. Mm -hmm. The headset has yet unnamed. Mm. But the company says it's aimed at creative building 3D content and will launch this year. Ooh. Here's the thing. There's no price on it yet. No Ooh. price. That kind of scares that's me. That's what gets me. Yeah. That's what get, basically scares me. But talking about that, I don't know if you heard, because now there's a lot of competition in these VRs. Uh -huh. So Sony is doing the VR, you know. Now, Apple has doing the VR. I think we discussed about this last time. Yeah. Apple tells developers not to call the AR or VA apps or VR apps. Mm. But this right here, I don't know if you remember talking about this here. I yeah, yeah, we was, had it in our newsletter. What's the difference between AR and VR? Can someone educate me on that? Or? So we have virtual reality and artificial reality? That is correct. I think virtual reality and artificial reality is like merging the two together where you're having like a virtual experience, but also you can have a real world experience while being yep. virtual yep. type thing. So you can almost like see through your glasses and get a virtual experience. Extended reality is XR. Ooh. And mixed reality is MR. Interesting, interesting. All right, this is getting crazy. 
iFix.com. Basically, okay. iFix.com is a website for those of you who are handy, such as Mr. Bobby D. Yo, I got okay. you. Mr. Bobby D is very hands-on. He likes fixing things. And I stumbled upon this site, iFix.com. It's for those of you like Mr. Bobby D who don't want to overpay for someone fixing their electronics. Mm. What's great about this site is Bobby D and D Hustle is that they sell all the tools and the hardware mm. if you want to fix your electronics yourself. Mm-hmm. And what's great about it also is they have the tutorial as well. So, I for see. example, I've got an iPhone 12, and if, let's just say I wanted to replace the battery. Mm-hmm. I can type in iPhone 12, and it will kind of direct oh. me and tell me how to fix it. What's up, what's up with this WeTransfer? WeTransfer is basically if you ever find yourself in a situation, D-Hustle, oh. where you, you can't send large files in your email system, for example. Oh. You're sending Bobby D, you know, Hey, all of the last podcast episodes that we got queued up via yeah, yeah. email, and it's just too big. You can't send it. You mm-hmm. can go to this site called WeTransfer, and basically it allows you to type in the recipient's email address, and you put the firm email address yours, nice. and you can send up to two gigabytes in files. Oh, that's what's to up. Anyone for free, completely free. <laughs> Yeah, I'm talking about operating systems being able to containerize applications so that they can almost work like they're the only thing on the computer and or isolating it from other applications. But the thing about containers, and I can't really talk about containerization without first talking about virtualization. Are y'all familiar with VMs like VMware, a hypervisor and things like that? And let me tell you, this is like all of us has been in this industry for a good minute and, and in general This technology got introduced in the early 2000s, specifically around virtualization. And we'll get to containers, but I want to make sure that we get some clarity on what and why we're doing this. So the predecessor to Kubernetes is a system that we build at Twitter called Mesos and Aurora. (laughs) So a lot of people don't even know that Twitter has been in this containerization game early. Since 2013, 14, we've been doing containerization but Google's definitely uh, leading the pack with their uh, open source project called Kubernetes. And if you're involved, and I'll give you some skill sets, um, title-wise and engineering. So if you're involved in uh, DevOps, if you're involved in software engineering, systems engineering, cloud engineering, you should be familiarized with this containerization and this technology um, so that you can level up in your career development. We need to destroy and kill this account. So for those of you who haven't encountered Mm -hmm. situations like this where you need to destroy or kill an account like a Facebook account or TikTok, I have a website for you. It's called www.accountkiller.com. Accountkiller.com. I don't know if you guys know this, but it's impossible to delete your Facebook account. I I know it. You can deactivate it. It's still always there. It's like you cannot delete your Facebook account. It's impossible. For sure. But yeah, supposedly this website here, if encountering like TikTok accounts with my daughter that Mm -hmm. I need to delete or any other websites, you go into this website here, you type it in. Mm-hmm. Which you're trying to kill, disable, disable, delete, yeah, yeah, and we'll give you instructions on how to well, do I got that. To- the internet is free, so it's almost like if you can get on the highway, you're good, right? You don't need to pay tolls, you don't need to pay gas, but once you to get on the highway, highway, you have to pay. Back in the days, they used to actually charge us for the amount of internet we used. I don't know if y'all remember those different type of plans, right? On your cell phone, it'd be like, hey, you can only use 10 meg, you can only use a gig or something like that. That's how they were making money off of us, right? Because they were like, hey, we can get you access, but we're going to monitor how much you use and then we're going to charge you for that. And they've moved away from that because it wasn't really profitable because there's so many people wanting to get connected. They're going to make money regardless. 
Wow, give them a big round of applause. The highlights from season number two. Fire, fire. Where's the alarm at? Fire. A big shout out to my guy, D Hustle. My right hand man and my cousin Raymond Don't call him Ray Ray with them nuggets I'm telling you, I've, I've been listening to the highlights Over and over And I really do appreciate everybody's contribution And especially y'all for listening And thank y'all so much for pulling up Now this comes to the end of our season number two With our final recording And I wanted to give y'all some quick, quick plugs Number one, tell your friends about us We need to up our followers Because we out here dropping gems And we really want to give this knowledge out with that said, I want to introduce y'all to our new community, the Tech Hustle community. Big ups. So we got a new online community. Come to our website, thetechhustle.com. Click on the link that says join our community so you can get access to me and the crew 24-7. And we're going to be dropping gems. We're going to be giving away knowledge. We're going to have some ebooks. We're going to have some courses. We're going to have webinars. We're really out here trying to level up the next generation. And y'all, y'all better follow along for sure, though. The other announcement is... Is we're doing a nationwide tour I, If you listen to the podcast You've been hearing that we're about to step scenes Over in ATL in March We're going to be down here in South Florida Here in February But overall we're going to be out in these streets Representing hard though So pull up If you got a college, university, organization, a conference Anywhere that you want to hear our voice Or you feel like our voice could provide value in a room I'll let your boy for real though And then the last announcement is Get ready for season number three. <laughs> we already got it right on the works already, yo. Season number three, and we got a new segment coming up called Backstage with Bobby D. Let me bring the music down. Backstage with Bobby D. If you didn't know, I'm going to be traveling the country, talking to a lot of my old colleagues and friends that I have in this tech industry, and giving them an opportunity to continue to spread that knowledge. So tune in to season number three for sure. And let me listen to season number two. For sure. And tell all your friends about us. For sure. Pull up to every city and everywhere we're going to be at because I promise you it's going to be all love. And I guarantee you're going to learn something in the process. Again, thank you all so much for tuning into season number three. Holla at your boy. It's Bobby D.